Hello, it's Damien here with a wee bit of good news, some nice book news. It is about a collection called Imagine a Country, Ideas for a Better Future. It is a collection of essays edited by Val McDermott and her partner, Joe Sharp. And I first got an email about this a couple of months ago from Val. Now, an email from Val is always a source of celebration. And in it, she said to me, oh, I'm doing this thing, would you like to contribute an essay? I was very flattered to be asked. And then I just thought, well, what what do I have to say? Um, you know, what, what can I add with my voice? And she told me a wee bit more about the project. And basically what it is, is this. It's not a manifesto for independence. It's not a manifesto for unionism. It is non-partisan. It is a really inspiring collection of essays by an incredible array of Scottish voices. So you've got comedians, you've got economists, you've got writers, hello, that's me. You've got musicians, that's definitely not me. You've got people in there like the wonderful Alan Cumming. Uh, you've got Kerry Hudson, who you'll remember from our last salon. If you haven't listened to our podcast, you should definitely listen to that. You've got Ian Rankin, Sanjeev Kohli, Jackie Kay. Louise Welsh, who's also appeared at a salon, and Elaine C. Smith, very exciting for me that Elaine C. Smith is in there because not only was she born in Newt Hill, the village where I'm from, um, but she was an, a kind of icon of telly when I was growing up as Mary Doll in Rabbitine Nesbitt. And of course, she's still working now. She's in a, a new play adapted by Denise Minor. So an amazing array of voices all talking about what Scotland might be, what kind of country it could be, stories about change and hope and imagination. And actually, I think what we could do with is one of these for England and in fact for every country um, in the world. So anyway, Val asked me to contribute an essay and I just, you know, it's that thing where you get given a blank page and you think, what am I going to say? Um, either you're dead excited about it or you're a bit intimidated and on that particular day I was intimidated and I couldn't think and I couldn't think and then I started to write something about abandoned houses you know all those little cottages and castles and things that you see um, when you're driving around Scotland but I couldn't make it work it's just it just sounded like it sounded like something that Phil and Kirsty might write and I love Phil and Kirsty um, but that's not what Val asked for she asked me to imagine a country and again I came back to this idea of the blank page and it was at that point that I realised that when I think of Scottish history, really, it is for me a blank page. I know very little um, about Scottish history, certainly not as much as I do about English history, which is, of course, presented as British history. Um, so I wanted to think about history and the stories that we tell ourselves and our personal history. And I wanted to explore that idea of the past as a blank page. So here is my piece um, for Val and Joe's collection. You can pre-order that collection now. It will be delivered to you. You can look on Bookhive so your local indie can send it to you. Um, but either way, I hope you enjoy my story and I thank you for listening and I will be in touch with more Salon news soon um, and more about this collection. So here's the story. Speak to me of my history. Lean in and tell me stories of the place where I was born and raised and whose name is right there on top of my birth certificate, but of whom I know so little. Scotland was the stylized logo on the front of all my school jotters. It floated, shorn of islands and chopped off the top of England, just as Mary lost her head.
The heart of it was blown up big, as if a magnifying glass had been placed over it, and next to it was this text, Strathclyde Regional Council. Strathclyde seemed to be the biggest chunk of the country, which I did not yet think of as a country, but simply as the place which contained Glasgow, where we went to see the Christmas lights, Motherwell, where we went for messages, and York Hill, where everybody I knew, and everybody I knew everything about, lived. That I lived in Strathclyde and that it was on the front of the jotters my teachers gave to me, the jotters we were supposed to cover with wallpaper at the start of every term, made me feel important. That I could see the regional logo because we barely had enough wallpaper at home to cover the walls, never mind my jotters, made me feel ashamed. I wrote almost nothing in those jotters about Newark Hill, Motherwell, Glasgow or Strathclyde. History had happened elsewhere, on the battlefields of the Somme, on the Mayflower, on the Moon. I knew all about Henry VIII and could name all of his six wives, but knew nothing of Margaret, brave little maid of Norway, who became queen at the age of two and was promptly betrothed to the son of Edward I, but who saw neither kingdom nor husband because she died aged seven on Orkney in September 1290. Mary Queen of Scots was a mad slag. Robert the Bruce fought on a biscuit tin. Macbeth was a play. Shakespeare walks with me still, but Burns was just for supper. Castles were for tourists and the Highland and Islands were for chukters, whatever they were. The Romans had been here. They left evidence of their superior heating engineering abilities in Strathclyde Park. Troughs dug for clay pipes traced the outline of the walls of a villa. When I first stepped down into them, they came up to my shoulders. Now they're at my knees. The Vikings had also stopped by, which I knew when I looked up at my dad, all six foot six. Now we stand eye to eye. When I was writing my own story, Maggie and me, I stayed in a tower in the borders. All the doors and walls felt weirdly off and after a while the owner, a friend, explained that the family who'd lived there for centuries, looting farms and switching sides, had been left-handed. They were reavers, and behind their foot-thick walls, I finally felt safe enough to raid my own past. I knew how a man 200 years ago would have held his sword, but I couldn't tell you what language he'd whispered sweet nothings in, or what he knew of the contours of the low, rolling hills about him. So, speak to me of my history. Start back when I was at school, I want to know all, not just the stuff about the Tudors and London and the Industrial Revolution and Empire and Churchill. I want to know all that, but I need to know all the rest too. There's got to be more. Help me fill my jotters with what was happening in Newt Hill, in Motherwell, in Glasgow, in Strathclyde, in Alba, Scotia, the Caledonia the Vikings raided and the Romans built their walls around. Tell me all the stories about how and who we were. Speak to me of my history so I might take my place in our future.